0: G'day, Patrick Stack here. ABC Sport Daily. We're having a spell over the festive period, but we would not leave you hanging. And we're going to give you some of our favourite conversations and stories from 2023 while you and we are recharging for 2024. Hope you enjoy this one.
1: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
0: This isn't
2: Hollywood. This is actually happening. This is real life. This is real competition,
0: and they are inspiring each other here to unprecedented heights. Think about the biggest rival in your life. Might be an office colleague, might be a rival organisation. Hey, it might be the person who just keeps edging you out at social sport. Whatever you're competing with them for, a client, a contract, a promotion, would you share it with them? Pole vaulting is as individual as sport gets. In a world that's never been more about the individual, Australian Nina Kennedy and American Katie Moon chose to share world championship gold in order to raise each other to figurative and literal new heights. Today, those two are going to tell you the story of shared joy. You know that my default is cynicism, but this is just sweet. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Okay, today you can to hear from both Nina Kennedy and Katie Moon, the dual winners of the gold medal for pole vault at the World Championships. And we're starting with the Australian. Nina, how are you feeling right now?
1: Um, look, I'm feeling very ecstatic. Um, I don't think I've come back to Earth just yet, but I think ask me after a night's sleep and I'll have a different answer for you. But yeah, I'm absolutely stoked with that.
0: You had to break two national records to get it done. You cleared 4.85 metres, and then somehow you went to 4.90. <laughs> How and why were you able to jump out of your skin tonight?
1: Um, you know, I've had that national record, so I had 482.
0: Nina Kennedy for
2: 485. She's never gone this high. She has now. Oh yes, she's gone into the lead and with a national record as well.
1: I've always known I've had 90 since then. You know, it's been in me for a while and I just needed the perfect competition. And it just literally all just came perfectly together tonight. I knew to get the gold coming in, I was going to have to jump, you know, upwards of 85, definitely 90. So, I, you know, i had been mentally preparing for a long time and it was just clicked tonight. So, yeah, that's basically it.
0: When we saw you clear 490, we thought you had Katie Moon, your competitor, dead to rights. Can you just give us a sense of the emotions that you had in that split second when you clear the bar and you're falling down?
1: Honestly, when I cleared it, I was like, oh, my fucking, you know, F word God, I actually can't believe I did that. Kennedy
2: for a national record to put the pressure on.
1: Honestly, I thought I'd had it in the bag. I thought I'd won. I didn't think Katie was going to clear it. You know, got off the mat, celebrated, anxiously waiting for Katie and she cleared it. And I was like, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can jump at 95.
2: No one would have expected two women to clear 490 on the same night in the same competition. And we still don't know whether it's an American or an Australian taking the gold in the pole vault tonight.
1: It just made for such a great competition. It was like electric out there and the back and forth. And yeah, it was a great, great competition.
0: Yeah. And the drama just ratcheted up. Ultimately, neither of you could clear the next height. And of course, you share the honour with Katie Moon as a consequence. It's such a rare and unusual moment in athletics. And it's quite rare and unique for the sport. Can you share with us how the two of you made the decision to ultimately share a gold medal?
1: yeah so after we both missed three attempts at 95 we had an equal scorecard so we were, you know equal first we then should have gone to a jump off and that was the plan you know my coach was like, all right let's you know get ready for a jump off the official was said you know let's get ready for a jump off and me and Katie just looked at each other and I kind of said girl like do you just wanna like share this? And the relief on her face just kind of said it all. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, let's just share this. We're both exhausted.
2: Okay, okay, Rob, I think they were discussing whether they should have a jump off or not, but then they decided that they will split the gold medal.
1: Incredible. She's a weapon in the sport. You know, she's an Olympic gold medalist. She's a world champs gold medalist. And I didn't think she was going to want to share it. I thought she would have wanted to battle it out. Yeah, I could just tell on her face that she wanted to share. And I was like, okay, let's do it. That's that's fun. It makes for a good story. And we're both world champion.
2: And what a wonderful winner. She will share the title with Olympic champion and now double world champion for Katie Moon. They can hardly believe the way in which it's finished.
3: I didn't know until the Olympics that you could share a medal. I didn't realize that was even a possibility until I saw the high jumpers do it. And so I just was thinking we were definitely going to have to jump because you don't go in with the mindset of, you know, oh, I'd share a medal. You just, that's such a fluke thing. But I also assumed Nina would jump. And so when I got off the pit and they talked about a jump off, I was like, oh yeah, I'll jump. Then when I saw Nina's face... It seemed like she maybe didn't want to jump. And that's when it clicked in my head of, oh, we could share this. And I was, at that point, the fatigue was starting to set in. The thought of a jump off was really daunting. It was just an immediate, like, yes, we need to share this. Like, absolutely, hands down.
2: A great night
0: for Nina Kennedy. Reduced to tears, tears of a champion. If you think about it like a negotiation, big negotiations generally happen behind doors. So it was pretty amazing to think that you're on track (laughs) in Budapest late at night, the world's watching as you negotiate with a legend of the sport to share a world championships gold medal. Was that odd?
1: that's exactly what it was like all the officials were around us all the cameras were around us and I felt like every single eyeball was looking at that conversation and like everyone was trying to lip read what we were saying but yeah it, it was really nice that it was both mutual and we were like are you sure you want to do this and she was like yes like, are you sure and I was like yes yeah. so it was yeah it was so cool.
0: It's such a rare moment of camaraderie in a sport that's so individual. Was there anything you were thinking about as you sort of made the decision collectively? It's so so unusual.
3: It's weird because again, I'd like forgot it was a thing. And then she and I kind of looked at each other and that's when it clicked in my head of where we could share. And I wasn't sure if she wanted that. And so I kind of said it tentatively. And then she was like, are you sure? And like the look on her face, she really seemed to want that. And I did not want to jump again. I, like I said, I was fatigued world championships, There's so much emotion that goes behind every jump and every bar and trying to get a medal.
2: One of the most difficult things for any athlete to do in a field event is to have a personal best, break a national record, and then come out and better it because you get so pleased. You're so satisfied with the last jump that you made, but then you have to refocus, regroup, and go back and start all over again.
3: There's just an extra fatigue that I felt at the end that, honestly, I hadn't even felt last year at Worlds or even at the Olympics. It was just... I really didn't want to jump again. So seeing her face and seeing that she didn't want to either. And it was, yeah, it was kind of funny because I think we were tiptoeing around it, but we ultimately wanted the same thing. And it just took somebody being like, you want to (laughs) share? It is
1: so unusual. And I think that's what makes it so special. And especially in an event like pole vault, it is so technical and it is so hard. And we just have that mutual respect with the girls.
2: Sportingly. Kennedy is getting involved with the
1: rhythmic hand clap. We know how difficult it is and what we're putting our bodies through. So we actually really get around each other. And yeah, I think because we have that friendship, you know, I've known her for so many years. It was just kind of like, nah, let's do this. Like, this is awesome.
0: Katie, you've won Olympic gold medals before, world championship gold medals before. How does this compare? Because it feels really unique.
3: Yes. Yeah, it really was special. And that was part of why I didn't want to jump to that immediately. I really wanted to make sure that she wanted that as well because, you know, I've won medals before and I didn't want her, you know, first gold medal to be a shared medal if she really wasn't 100% wanting that. I wanted to give her, you know, if she would have jumped, I would have jumped with her and we would have kept battling it out. But yeah. It just, it feels like its own special thing. It's, it's its own medal. It's its own experience. And that's, that's the cool thing about, you know, each of the medals I've won is they've all had very different buildups and very different circumstances. And, and this one's no different, but it really, I will certainly never forget this one.
0: <laughs> this is a very individual sport in a world that has never been more mm-hmm. about the individual and this is a bond you guys yeah. will share forever. Is there a lesson in that around sportsmanship do you think for the broader community?
3: I think so. I mean, look, and I've seen some people that are like, "Oh, that's pathetic. They they would rather share than win." But it's like it's so much more than that. It's there's so much that goes into what we do and the fact that both of us could walk away happy and it's not like one of us gave up. We we completed the competition.
2: You cannot ask any more of an athlete. Than a lifetime best in a global final. And it still might be good enough to share the gold.
3: When it ended, it was like we both won. And I don't think there's any shame in sharing that and having both people really celebrate in that. Like it, you know, that we we gave an honest, good, full competition and yeah, I hope people can just look at it as good as opposed to us giving up or anything like that. There's so much more to it than that.
0: I don't think anyone in their right mind is seeing it as giving up. Nina, I know your mum, Gwenda, is there. How important has she been in yes. helping you reach this moment? Like, what kind of influence has she had on you throughout your journey to this point?
1: Oh my gosh, Gwenda is such a bad bitch. Sorry, I shouldn't say that, but like, she's such a legend. Yeah. You know, she's flown over here by herself and she's gone on little holidays and it was just like so comforting to have a familiar, you know, face in the crowd. She has like always believed in me. You know, I went out to her and she was like, You know, I know I knew you could do it, like so proud of you and yeah, that's just like super, super special. So yeah, I love her a lot.
0: (laughs) Such a special moment for you and the bad bitch Gwenda to share tonight. How does
1: (laughs) I didn't know if I should say that on air. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we're, we're here for it. How do a couple of bad bitches celebrate yeah. a gold medal in Budapest?
1: Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, look, it's yeah, it's early here, it's late. So me and my coaches, we're gonna go have a few drinks. I actually haven't even texted my mum yet. I was in drug testing for so many hours, and yeah, just talking to people. But we will definitely celebrate in the next few days. So that's the plan.
3: I, I might have just had a little glass of wine. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I still have a couple more competitions coming up, so can't go too crazy, but it's, it's just fun that my family's here and just getting to relax with them. And I'll get to explore Budapest the next couple of days and just enjoy it. And that's really the best way that I celebrate is just being with my family.
0: Nina, I'm reticent to sort of drag you out of the moment, but I'm sure that you're more than aware of what this means for how the media, how the Australian public are going to get behind you as you look towards the Paris Olympics.
2: Nina Kennedy will be on the back pages of all the newspapers in Australia tomorrow. Track and field struggles to get a foothold in the Australian sporting public, but
0: they will take this great champion to their hearts. How does it make you feel about the Olympic Games, which is less than 12 months away?
1: I'm just kind of like excited. Like, honestly, I went out there tonight and, you know, I just proved to myself that I do belong there and I do belong on the podium. So I'm honestly just excited. Paris is going to be so bloody awesome. You know, my friends and family have already, you know, got the tickets and got their accommodations. So this answer might be different, in a f- you know, in a few months' time when I get back to training and get back to like the slog of things. But, you know, this is kind of why we do the sport. Like, I had so much fun out there. Yeah, I'm just excited.
0: We are all excited as well. Nina Kennedy, Katie Moon, thank you so much for your time and enjoy those celebrations.
1: Thank you. No, thanks so much. I appreciate chatting to you.
0: That was one of our fave eps of the year just gone. We will be back on deck from January 8 with Poppy Penny in the chair to attack 2024 with fresh stories. Until then, hope you're having a great summer. Thanks to SBS for the extra audio used in this episode.
1: Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.